Coming to you live from a fogged out apartment somewhere in the United States, it's the TH Cinema Podcast. to the TH Cinema Podcast. My name is Dan, and with me, as always, is the partridges to my pear tree. <laughs> the milk to my cookies. Mm. Snort. Hello. Silent John. Ho, 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 hello. And Frank couldn't be here today. So, we just finished getting a little bit of Christmas trees. <laughs> Holiday high. Because it's the motherfucking holly jolly, y'all. It is Christmas season. And we are kicking off our Christmas season this year with Snort's gift to the to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys ready to hear the Christmas movie that I picked for us to watch today? Yeah, because I it could be anything, honestly. <laughs> I am ready to unwrap this fucker. So, guys... We are headed to the theater because we are going to go see Violent Night, starring David Harper. Oh, hell yeah. I have wanted to see this movie so bad, and this sounds like the best pick possible. I'm so thankful that you've done this. (laughs) I have no context for what this movie is other than the fact that it's got David Harper in it. It's Christmas and it's horror. And he's a Santa in some aspect. I haven't watched the trailer. I'm very excited, though, (laughs) nonetheless, to go watch this in the cinema with you guys for our first Christmas episode. Yeah, Dan, I I don't know much about it either. I'm creating this narrative in my head of what I think it's going to be, where I presume, like, David Harbour Santa is going to be the good guy. So we couldn't be going to see that or something entirely different. Maybe he's, like, just a murderous Santa. I don't know. Okay, we'll get get into that. We'll get into that later. So, guys... I'm excited to see this movie tonight, but there was another movie that I really wanted to to pick for us to go see, but unfortunately, I can't find it showing anywhere near us, but I sent you guys the trailer for that, the mean one, the, like, horror Grinch movie. (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) Snort's holiday picks, normally, in her normal universe. One would see her and go, she watches the Hallmark Channel <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and the picks she's offering up have been Violent Night with David Harbour and If It Was Playing the Grinch Murderous Christmas Movie. Dan, you should be proud. We This benefits you and I both nowadays, buddy. <laughs> it's been a rough year, y'all. <laughs> I feel both proud and ashamed because I feel that some influence has come from me and you forcing her to watch all these weird movies. Okay, but just to chime in, I have never been like a Hallmark Christmas person. I like cheesy Christmas movies, but I'm very selective with them. And I'm just getting like there's no good ones this year, so I'm just going horror Christmas instead. Yeah, and you generally watch them like 85% ironically anyways. Yes, very much so. Well, and I think maybe it's just the David Harbour aspect of it all. You're a big Stranger Things fan, and I, I too, love some David Harbour. So it just seems like a, a recipe for success with a violent Christmas movie. Yeah. 
All right, but the Christmas movies that we have been watching, because we we have been getting into the spirit amongst ourselves this year. Snort, what what have you seen so far for your Christmas viewing, being early December? I've watched a lot of a uh, a Great British Bake Show Holiday Edition. That's been on the circulation. And uh, last night, me and Silent John watched. What was it called? Uh, the Family Man. <laughs> With no other than Nick Cage himself. <laughs> and that's as far as I've gotten. So you had a Nick Cage Christmas already? Yes. <laughs> well, you have to let the Christmas out of the cage to start, Dan. Come on. <laughs> All right, so can we talk a little bit about the Nick Cage Christmas that you guys have watched? Sure, what do you want to know? Well, because like, Bruce Willis came out this week and said Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. Saw a clip on the internet of Bruce Willis saying it. it it's true, it happened. I'm glad we could uh, finally clear that up. I mean, that has to be the deciding vote. And when I hear Nick Cage and Christmas together, I just think that's such a great like replacement for the Die Hard as a potential Christmas movie because it's got Nick Cage. It's got to be nuts. I mean, it's, it's all right. It, it was... It was 30 minutes too long. It's one of those movies that I enjoyed it after one viewing, but I couldn't watch this next year for Christmas, I don't think. You you get those rare, well, they're not rare, but in this movie they're rare, the, the cage craziness moments, but they're, I don't know, they're a little dialed back. You get a, a random Don Cheadle doing witchcraft in this movie. I, I don't know. Snort, what did you think? Well, and I think, like, on the scale from 1 to 10 of Christmasness, this is only, like, a 3 I think Die Hard may have a little bit more Christmas kind of theming than this movie did. Yeah, this movie moves past Christmas about halfway through it. Okay, but are there like fucking like ninjas? Like, no. What what's <laughs> happening in this Nick Cage movie? Is he trying to like stop the Russians from setting off a bomb somewhere? It's literally called the Family Man. He's yeah, a he's Family Man. Save, <laughs> he's trying to save his family. He's family man. He's trying to save his family from some nefarious plot that some evil person is. You're, you couldn't be further from the truth. He's actually trying to get away from his uh, not even real family, I guess. Yeah, because he's a Wall Street guy. The first like 30 minutes is the crazy Nick Cage when he works for Wall Street. Oh, so he's all jacked up on fucking coke and yeah. shit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much, the opening scene is him in an airport with his girlfriend He's flying for work. She wants him to stay and, and believe in their relationship. He says, bitch, I'm out. He gets on the plane. He goes to London. He becomes the Wall Street guy. And then he meets Don Cheadle, who says... He's like a genie. Yeah. He, Nick Cage tries to save Don Cheadle because he tries to rob like a, like a convenience store. And Don Cheadle's like, oh, you did it to yourself. And then all of a sudden, he wakes up the next day. Nick Cage does. And they freak you Friday'd. And he woke up to the life that if he didn't get on the plane to London. And that's the whole movie pretty much is Nick Cage trying to like, I guess, figure out. Uh, was it a mistake that he made? Is that what they're trying to the say in the movie? Life or something. I don't know. Got a lot weird. He was supposed to, I guess, ultimately become a better person from this experience. And in the movie, in its 2000s fashion, ended with the scene in the airport. Don't get on the plane. Okay, how many scenes do you get of Nick Cage screaming like fucking someone let his ball hair on fire? I, I will say maybe like four to five. Okay. There, there is a scene of him getting ready in the morning, wandering around his fancy New York apartment in his underwear, singing opera. 
That was the most Nick Cage. Yeah. That's some pretty cagey Cage. I think he might have air guitared for a moment. <laughs> just in, opera. In his skivvies in front of just fucking New York City. It was beautiful. Okay, that's pretty cagey. But other than that, I mean, he has a little little outburst with uh, Don Cheadle's character. That's, that's pretty great. But I don't know. He, he hones it in because he's trying to be a family man. So that's the Christmas that we've gotten into so far. Dan, what Christmas stuff have you gotten into? Uh, me and my kid the other day, we watched the Guardians Christmas special that came out on the Disney Plus. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was adorable. It was a fun little Christmas special. Chris Pratt was only like a little bit in the beginning and a little bit at the end. So not too proudy? Yeah, so it was kind of like a Chipotle burrito where it was just kind of like, you know, he's the tortilla. <laughs> but all the stuff in the middle is like... <laughs> so it's not too bratty. Did Chris Pratt combust in this? I'm trying to understand your Oh, if here. only, if only. No, it did, it did dial down my Chris Pratt, like, hate a little bit more. So you're back in? I'm getting closer to not caring as much. Really, it's just you need to forgive him for your Jurassic World, and then I think it would be okay. I don't know. That's kind of unforgivable to <laughs> uh, to some people. Yeah, but the Christmas special was cute. It was adorable. It was very Christmassy. Kevin Bacon was in it. <laughs> I mean, that alone makes me want to give it a watch. I'm sure we'll probably watch it in the next week or so. Yeah, a lot of Batista, so a lot of you know good Dave Batista comedy. Oh, I'm I'm starting to love Dave Batista more and more in movies. He is just he's a delight. I don't know. He plays the big goofball so well. He's like the rock we deserve. After seeing Knives Out too, that's that's what me and Snort talked about. Is I I would take Dave Batista a hundred times more than I want to see Rock currently. Yeah, agreed. But yeah, but that does bring me to the the Guardians three trailer that did come out because. Out of Germany or some shit like that, there was a fucking film festival, and like five fucking trailers dropped out of there. Like more than fucking Disney did at their own conference or fucking Comic Con. Ridiculous. You drop Guardians 3, you drop Ant Man, you drop fucking Indiana Jones. And I know like timing is everything with when you're dropping these trailers, but you aired them at the Comic Cons and stuff. You just didn't let them out to everybody else. So the information from the trailers was already out there. Yeah, it just seems like an odd decision to make. I don't know. Maybe they're just trying to spice it up. Maybe maybe they don't want to give you what you expect when you expect it anymore. I don't know. I don't know. But something I always expect out of the Marvel trailers is great fucking soundtracks. The Guardians and Ant-Man trailer drops both soundtracks were fucking great. I'm very excited for the Guardians Volume 3 actual, like compilation to see what james gunn's putting together there yeah i'm more interested in that one than the ant-man one but also guardians 2 i just did not like so but this one looked really like emotional yeah it looks like you're gonna lose rocket in this movie looks like you're gonna probably lose chris pratt at this point and that got me thinking while i'm watching that because people are also saying that in the ant-man trailer it looks like paul rudd's gonna die it got me thinking that like in the comic world, you can always resurrect characters because they're just drawings. You know what I mean? If so-and-so dies in 1972, you can resurrect them in 1985 in a comic book. When these people are dying, that's it. They're gone. When the MCU continues for another 20 fucking years or whatever, and people are going back and watching, like these characters haven't existed in this MCU universe for 20 some odd years, but they were 
that's where it was based. It's it was very like timeliney long termy for me. Well, I feel like my brain just exploded. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I have a Marvel Rubik's cube I'm, like turning in my head. That was a lot. Nothing frames a timeline more than anything than seeing Harrison Ford in a fucking movie. <laughs> that really puts things into time perspective for me. That was also kind of fucking my brain up when we watched that trailer. I'll be honest. He does look a lot more spry than I thought he was at this point. I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, I know the two of you both kind of looked at each other after this was over. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm in. Pump the brakes, guys. Here comes the controversial take. Uh, this is I'm not the target audience for this, I don't think. I, I've only seen the first Indiana Jones. It's never been my cup of tea. And I'm sorry, but an 80-year-old Harrison Ford, I, I can't. I just, it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't, I just chalk it up to things I don't care about, I guess. See, I think it looks really good, especially since we watched all three of these trailers in line. Because when I was watching all, both of the Marvel trailers, and then I saw the Indiana Jones trailer, I was so pleased to see actual physical, like, set locations. And not just a green screen yeah. and some people yeah. standing on a fucking green float. I will I will give it that credit. It was the best of the three, four trailers we watched. Excuse me. Yeah, I think I'm excited for this movie. And I don't even mind Harrison Ford being old as Indiana Jones because we cannot have the Crystal Skull be the last Indiana Jones movie. So I will take this. Yeah, I will as well. This gives it a chance to redeem itself. Jurassic Park, you still have one more <laughs> shot. Because I thought I was out on Indiana Jones also. One thing it can do to reel me back in. I, I know I want it, and I'm sure you guys would want it too. Bring back short round. Passing the hat. End of this movie. Go for it. Yep. Love it. Get on it, Disney. Who's, who's in charge of Disney right now? Didn't it just get changed over? It again? went back to whoever the first guy was. Bob Iger. Bob, yeah. Bob, I know you're listening, because I know Kevin from Marvel passed it along to you. So, Bob, if you're listening, end credit tag. For Indiana Jones, Harrison Ford passing the hat off. I mean, it's the perfect moment. He might win the Oscar. Strike while the iron's hot, people. That's what I'm saying. Lock him in for a new trilogy now. Everybody loves him everywhere, all at once. Okay, can I say my other trailer that I was really excited for this week? <laughs> well, of course. We wouldn't exclude it. <laughs> so, the uh, Harry Meghan documentary that's coming to Netflix, little teaser trailer. I think it was a full trailer, but it was very short. Dropped this week. Very exciting. That and the Indiana Jones one were my two trailers this week. <laughs> I was most excited about. We'll see with with that trailer. If you give away too much, then what's the point of tuning in? You gotta you gotta tease the yeah. people. Yeah, there's a lot of British tea jokes to be had about <laughs> that trailer. And I'm wondering when it comes out because uh, Harry's memoir he's dropping that's supposed to be also tea comes out in January. Ooh. Dang. Stay tuned for the publicity tour where they give you all the information they didn't give you in the doc or the book. <laughs> well, the only Harry I'm thinking about today is David Harbour's fucking beard. <laughs> what a segue. Yeah, that's how you do it, folks. <laughs> and today we are going to go see Violent Night in IMAX for some reason. <laughs> Look, it was the only showing for the time we wanted to do, so why not? I, that honestly gets me even more pumped for this movie. Yeah, I have no idea why it's in IMAX. Guys, I saw this trailer 
once, like, I think you were watching a football game, and this trailer came on the TV, and I was like, okay, well, that's my pick. Like, I, I know nothing else about it. That's all it took? Yeah. I just thought, hey, something different this year. All right. Well, I think you have more context than both me or John. Can you enlighten us on anything that you have? Like, let's get your expectations, and then me and John can build off of those. Okay. Well, from my very loose memory of the trailer, <laughs> this is what I'm <laughs> expecting. Um, I think David Harbour is just, is this, he's Santa. And he goes in, I think maybe he has a kid or something. <laughs> the guy from the menu, what's his name? John Leguizamo. Yeah, he, I think, is the bad guy at this movie. Maybe he, ooh, maybe David Harbour is a mall Santa, and this guy's, like, the boss of the mall, and maybe he's the bad guy, and it gets very violent in people's houses, though. I don't know why. So, so this is, like, like if Bad Santa went violent? Is that what I'm getting from this? Okay, okay, so far, okay, so so far in my head, I think maybe we could go the other way and we could make David Harper like maybe he's a burglar who dresses up like Santa on Christmas Eve. Oh, and then a kid changed, no. But he breaks into like some fucking like politician's house or something. And then like the governor's house, the governor's on vacation somewhere and he breaks into that house to steal the Christmas presents. But then John Leguizamo and his fucking hit squad of assassins are trying to kidnap the governor's kid on Christmas Eve. So, so now he, has, like, Santa has to, like, thwart, like, his group of thugs yeah. from stealing the kid? Are yeah. you sure you haven't already seen this movie? Because I feel like, dang, that could be what it is. Well, I think yours could be what it is, too. <laughs> I See, I think no matter what, is the villain in this movie. I just don't see him as a good guy for some reason. It, like, going against Santa, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Okay, John, what's, what's your plot? A, I don't almost like Catch Me If You Can. Maybe it's just like a cat and mouse game between Santa and Leguizamo's character. I don't know. Like somebody's committing some sort of crime. I just I can't place my finger on what it is. I like, I really like the the stolen kid theory for some reason. I don't know. Santa's got the kid get the kid back before Christmas, but it just doesn't seem like we're gonna get that like out there. Hmm. Either way, no matter how this movie goes, I'm pretty sure it was written for Nick Cage originally. I'm, I'm At least I'm hoping. Like, again, no context for what this is other than David Harbour, Santa, Christmas. Apparently, Johnny Legs is in it, which is how I'm referring to John Leguizamo from now on. Coin it. I'm stealing that 100%. That is fantastic. Okay, I like the nickname, but I don't really like Nick Cage as Santa. I yeah. don't think I want that. Yeah, I'll say for as much as I love Nick Cage, obviously most of us on this podcast do. After watching The Family Man last night, David Harbour was made for this role. Nick Cage, you can just do your crazy antics over here. You can pop out of a present for all I care. He'd be a good elf. <laughs> so he shows up in the sequel as David Harbour's elf sidekick. Yes. With a shotgun. Exactly. That's the role I would have seen Nick Cage in. <laughs> I just, oh man, it's hard to picture him as an elf to me. I don't know. He's like the boss man elf, you know? <laughs> I could totally see him in a little pointy hat <laughs> with the ears. Smoking a cigarette with a deep, raspy voice. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to buy into it. I, I just almost feel like he would just be his own Santa, like trying to one up David Harbour's Santa the whole time. 
like a rival Santa from yeah. the other mall. Yeah. <laughs> like he caught wind of a new Santa in his territory. He's like, motherfucker. But this new Santa's in over his head. <laughs> Damn, wrote a sequel before we even saw the original. Congrats. We did well, guys. All right, well, I'm very excited to actually go watch this movie, <laughs> even though I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's called Violent Night. I'm hoping that it's going to be, like, fun, violent, like Michael Myers getting almost shot and then shooting somebody in the head with the gun, the, the door. But I can't brain. I, it's called Violent Night, so I better get a lot of violence. I agree. This better be, like, the bloodiest Christmas movie I've ever seen. That I I want this to be just a straight murder fest. It's going to be something. I think it'll be a fun watch, though. What about if I just hate it and you guys love it? That suck. Well, I mean, you did pick it. <laughs> yeah, you did see the trailer and said, okay, I'm fucking going with this. You had every opportunity. No, I think I'll like it. No, I think it's going to be a fun watch. I can't wait to go see it and go see it in theaters nonetheless. I was confused why you were like, oh, we need to record the podcast at this exact time. <laughs> yeah, and it's been a while since we've gone to the theater. All right, guys. Well, I hear some fucking reindeer on the rooftop or some other Christmas reference happening. And gunshots. Yeah. It's just oh, bullet God. casings. What the fuck is going on here? We're seeing Violent Night. All right, we're going to go see Violent Night. Bye, everyone. We'll see you on the other side. Or maybe we won't. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And now, our feature presentation. So Nora bought the tickets, I bought the snacks, and we're back. And we just watched Violent Night. <laughs> What a movie. <laughs> I mean, I'd say it, it definitely lived up to its name, right, guys? It was a fucking spectacular film. <laughs> I am very pleased with the present that you have brought us, Snort. Thanks. I'm very pleased also. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I had so much bloody, mindless, violent fun tonight. <laughs> and I just, I think I'm ready to unwrap this gift. Yeah, and this was a full-blown fucking Christmas movie. Oh, like, this got me in the spirit. I feel holly jolly after watching that. Yeah, because we thought David Harbour was just, like, playing a Santa. No, he was Santa. He's the Santa, <laughs> like, the Santa. I had no idea. <laughs> no, like, okay, so the movie starts with starting in, like, Bristol, England, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? This is a British movie with David Harbour. Confusion. <laughs> And you got David Harbour as Santa just sitting at a bar and some other Santa walks in and they're talking Santa stuff. And David Harbour Santa's kind of making little like jokes about, oh, I got to get the reindeer. And I'm like, okay, this is just a drunk David Harbour, bad Santa type scenario. <laughs> and then plot twist, he goes on the roof and there's fucking reindeer and a sleigh up there. And I'm like, holy shit, it's the real Santa. I felt like a six-year-old at the mall. Like, that's him. He's there. <laughs> You started to believe again. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So then we fast forward. I'm tired. This is going to be so hard for me to go beat by beat. Yeah. Okay, and then we're kind of, like, introduced to this super rich family. Uh, there's all sorts of, like, family drama, whatever. That's, like, the fucking B story. Who the fuck cares about that kind of stuff? 
all you need to know about this part is they're rich and the fucking mom is Beverly D'Angelo from fucking Christmas Vacation. Again, tick, Christmas movie, Christmas movie. Hey, also, cameo, okay, so the guy that was the sister's husband, that was James from the first Twilight movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> he was a funny character, though. And this movie turns into the most Christmassy, it, it, it's like you took all the Christmas and mixed it all together because it's like, it's going to turn into Die Hard. It's Home Alone. You've got real Santa. It's it, it fucking, it's Christmas. It does go Hallmarky Christmas a couple times also. Yeah, you got the Hallmarky family story about the two divorced parents that are finding love over murdering someone with a baby Jesus statue. <laughs> and the little kid believing in Santa and stuff. Yeah, because that's, that's what Christmas is all about. But then Christmas has to take a little bit of a turn in this movie. It's nice to get the Hallmark aspect of it all. But I'm more into the killing aspect of it in this movie. When Santa's on a break. <laughs> yeah. When Santa's on a break, Santa's on a motherfucking break. Because Santa is fucking bad Santa and drinking as he's delivering presents and just getting fucking hammered. And he's 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 having a time also. Santa's not having a good fucking Christmas. No, he's he's having it pretty rough. But I will say, he could have avoided this whole situation had he not just sat in that massage chair enjoying his nice little break he could have just skedaddled and moved on with his fucking night yeah so santa shows up at this fucking house and the the rich rich family's there and santa's there and he's gonna deliver the presents to the little girl who still believes in santa and there's the little nephew that's kind of like a shit and the sister-in-law that's a drunk and a shit and fucking whatever b story b story santa a story and then Johnny Legs shows up. The MVP of this movie for me, guys. Wow. What a what a villainous performance from Mr. Legs himself. The Scrooge. And Dan, I have to say, once this part kind of started, I was like, damn, you're pretty close with what you thought this movie was going to be. Yeah, I just forgot the part where he's actually Santa. <laughs> <laughs> and this movie turns into a Die Hard movie with Santa. So Die Hard's not a fucking Christmas movie, but this movie is because it's, it's, it's a Christmas movie with Die Hard. Santa just kind of got stopped in his, his Christmas tracks and has to be a little bit of ass. I never thought that I would see Santa beat the shit out of someone with a sock full of billiard balls, <laughs> but today I have. <laughs> okay, I want to get to our favorite uh, Santa killings kind of thing, but first, okay, so Johnny like shows up and then... One of my favorite parts is we find out everyone has Christmas code names. What's your guys' Christmas code name? My Christmas code name? Yeah. I don't know. I'll probably go with Snow Globe. Yeah, that's a fun one. Star David. <laughs> I'm, no, I'll be Menorah. I'll be Menorah. Let me just stop you there. When uh, Santa stabbed that same the pool, pool ball guy with the, the Christmas topper with the... Uh, the light up the Christmas like star. I was hoping he would call it the star of David just to be real cheeky. <laughs> okay, I liked the code name Tinsel. I thought that one was cute. Tinsel, that's a good yeah. code name. That's the one I want. Was that one in the movie? Yeah. Oh, I thought we were picking ones that weren't in the movie. I apologize. Well, there's only so many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did love the code names and I love how they called to it of, are we supposed to call each other by these fucking names all night long? <laughs> 
Yeah, for for Johnny Legs hating Christmas, he was pretty dead set on keeping the Christmas uh, tones throughout this movie. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm very surprised by how meta uh, this movie was that they didn't go like you know we're doing a Die Hard, like no direct Die Hard reference. Yeah, but I appreciate him for it because you know I think we have such a hatred for Die Hard that we probably would have bitched about it if they did. It's very like traditional Christmas in its referencing. Yeah, even to the even to the score. The score is all Christmassy. I loved. We'll get to it at the very end, but at the very end, when Silent Nights start playing very slowly, I started welling up a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Dad, I feel like this movie reignited the Christmas magic within you, and I I, I absolutely love it. I literally feel like a kid on Christmas after watching it. So this movie, Violent Night, did have so much great violence in it. You had Santa dropping people out of windows onto icicles. There was comical Tucker and Dale versus evil style of killings going on in this. What was your guys' favorite killings? Okay. So my absolute favorite part of this entire movie was the barn killing scene. When, yeah. when he starts off with a hammer, and then my personal favorite, the candy cane <laughs> that he stabs all these people with. And then what was the, oh, it was like a chopper he put the people through. That's like my favorite, wires. the snowblower. Yeah. The snowblower. He ties the rope around the guy's neck, throws the guy in, ties the rope around another guy's neck, and they both get dragged in one after another. Yeah, I don't know how anything competes with the bar scene, honestly. Like, it just got better and better, and it got more violent and vicious. And, man, he was just, like he said, he was tearing through the people like a plate of cookies. Like, for real. Yeah. Like, with the music behind it and everything, I very much compared it in my head to the uh, Michael Myers Hall- Halloween end scene. And I think this one was better, though. See, when when the scene first started, my mind went to Shaun of the Dead where Queen kicks in. And I was like, we're definitely in for some sort of treat. Yeah, because we did find out that Santa is a badass before all of this went down. It's not just like he got into this situation and he had to. Because apparently Santa's a fucking Viking warlord. (laughs) When do we get the prequel? When do we get the Viking Santa story? That's what I need. We'll get a little bit more of the backstory when uh, Nick Cage shows up in the (laughs) sequel as the elf. Oh, there's definitely got to be a sequel and a prequel to this oh, movie. Oh, no, there's going to be a sequel where he's like Mr. Fre- oh, Nick Cage as Mr. Freeze. Not Mr. Freeze from Batman, but Mr. Freeze from the old yeah, the claymation. claymation ones. Yeah. And they're, they're facing off in a battle for Christmas. <laughs> and Santa's just commanding an army of elves, but the elves are all just giant Vikings. Against a Nick Cage army of, like, ice snow elves. See, when you were comparing Nick uh, Nick Cage to an elf, I was thinking Christmas. But now, now we're getting an elf that I never would have even imagined. And when is this happening? Nick Cage, are you listening? Please. Okay, and because it was also alluded to, I feel like in a sequel, we would see Mrs. Claus. Who the fuck is Mrs. Claus going to be? Oh, Charlie's there on. That's insane. Mm, I was just about to say it. <laughs> I'm into it. I I'm honestly surprised when when uh, all the reindeer showed back up. I thought she was gonna be whoever it is was gonna be sitting there. So uh, the fact that you get that little note makes me think they're they're waiting for this thing to be a success and they're just gonna unleash so many characters yeah, in this universe. So much. The 
what what can we the Christmas? What's a good acronym for the the Christmas universe? The CCU. Yeah. The, <laughs> I think we can roll with that. The CCU. I like it. So the house has been taken over by a bunch of people. Santa's just going more and more badass and killing them off one by one. The little girl's got a little radio. She's like talking to Santa, but everybody thinks she's like not talking to Santa. The the dad stole money, whatever. B story, B story, B story, Santa. Okay, but the kid does have a pretty cool scene when she's in the attic. Yes, because that's a direct fun Home Alone <laughs> reference. And you get to see Home Alone as it should have played out if people weren't cartoon characters. <laughs> Yeah, the whole Home Alone sequence is probably my second favorite scene after the bar one. It's just, it's slapsticky done in the perfect way for this kind of movie. I love the guy who sees the nail and says, oh, you stupid kid, but doesn't see the other step split in half just to fall right (laughs) face first into it. And then the bowling balls just falling down the ladder at him. Just, yeah. He's dead. He's dead. Beautiful. Because that's what Kevin McAllister should have done to Joe Pesci. He should have (laughs) murdered Joe Pesci in that house with the first can of paint. And it's also a very valuable lesson because you shouldn't do what you see in the movies. It is dangerous. (laughs) What a good lesson we learned here tonight. But in the most epic team-up of Santa and this little girl that believes... They thwart these thieves that are trying to steal the rich family's money. Uh, A kill squad comes in, and they're in on it too. Whatever, B story, B story, Santa, A story, and we get to the we get to the ending, and we get to the final the final standoff between Santa and Scrooge, and Christmas spirit is on the line. Christmas itself is on the line, and. Johnny Legs has this terrible backstory about why he hates Christmas. <laughs> he has a personal vendetta out against Santa. He literally just wants to stop Christmas once and for all. <laughs> but Santa still believes. And placing his finger aside of his nose while holding on to John Leguizamo, Santa goes up the chimney. And Johnny Legs becomes Johnny Torso. <laughs> so so what do we call Santa's finishing move? Is it the chimney sweep? Is that what, <laughs> what this is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I, for whatever reason, I thought he was going to like appear at the top, like maybe holding legs by the throat or something. And then when the corpse just kind of falls, my jaw just instantly dropped. I was like, holy shit, Santa. That's for sure what I was expecting also, but I just know I noticed all of the goo of him coming out of the chimney before I even noticed the torso. I loved all the Santa magic bits throughout this movie. The the ba- the bit with the bag where they were grabbing in and like he was fighting with the bag and pulled a fucking golf club out of it <laughs> and started whacking the dude. The, the magic scroll, like, I, I can't wait till this comes on digital so I can pause it and look what it's on everybody's little naughty list. <laughs> See all the reasons why they made it. <laughs> all the little magical little bits. When, when they started to realize that that was the actual Santa, <laughs> when they caught him the first time and had him strung up in Christmas lights and he went up the chimney in front of one guy and he's like, what the fuck? Fuck this shit. That's actually Santa. I saw it. He went up. <laughs> The criminals realizing the actual Santa is here and he's killing them. 
is one of the things that makes this movie great as well. Because what what would be more of a shock to you? That Santa is real or that he is fucking people up? I don't know. Well, if he's looking like David Harbour with all those tattoos. <laughs> they're, just, they're like tribal tattoos, <laughs> but with snowflakes. When he was sewing himself up with the gift wrap and the ribbon. Oh, so funny. This movie was just, it was so much Christmas. <laughs> and in the end... Santa gets shot standing atop the chimney. He's dying, and everyone believing in him brings him back to life. It's it's the end of Elf. Just another Christmas movie to add to the freaking Violent Night checklist. And then he calls his reindeers beautiful bastards on his way through the sky. Merry Christmas. All in all, I fucking love this movie. Thank you, Snort, for for bringing this as a present for us. <laughs> yeah, this was this was something. Let me tell you what I, I I agree with you, Dan. I think this might just have to enter the uh, the every year Christmas rotation. Yeah, this is definitely entering my every year Christmas rotation. This is when my child is of an age where I can show this to him. You know that that like questionable like eleven or twelve age maybe. <laughs> This will be a Christmas tradition for us as well. <laughs> because I, it's still it's still Santa. It's still Santa. I think he'll absolutely love it. Honestly. I think it's great. I'm excited to watch it. Maybe even again this season. <laughs> All right. Well, I do have a gift for you as well. Because I have gotten a message from our good friend, Superfan Chaz. Oh, yeah? And he's ready to make his announcement. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Snortport, this just in. Hey everyone, it's Chaz checking in. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, just wanted to say I'm excited to announce that uh, I had worked on last year in the fall a little film. Uh, we did some work out in uh, Dublin, Ireland. It's beautiful, as well as um, in Georgia. The film is called Cocaine Bear, coming out in 2023. Really excited, had a, just a little small part in it. I uh, was able to take some time away from work uh, to do other work, obviously. And uh, I haven't seen anything besides what everyone else has. I should have a few pictures uh, from set, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. So looking forward to seeing what how it turns out. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no fucking way. Oh, my God. Guys, we saw a trailer for that. Before Violent Night, like three hours ago. <laughs> Jazz, we saw the red band for that. Me and John were staring at each other, doubled over in this theater, watching this fucking trailer. I, I think I said out loud, opening weekend. Like, 100% going to be there. Wow. What the fuck, Jazz? Wow. How Good. exciting. Amazing, man. That's great. Congratulations. Uh, uh, first of all, Dan, shout out to you for not listening to that ahead of time, too, because that was just the reveal of the century right there, given, given how this night went. I have tears in my eyes. Yeah, I wish we would have uh, like video recorded our actual reaction so Chaz could see. That is amazing. Wow. So I saw the... I hadn't seen the trailer until tonight before we went to this movie, but I've seen people talking about this all over the internet already this week. 
I, wow. Chaz, that is fantastic, man. I am so excited to see it. I'm so excited to support you and your work. This is, wow, this is something. Yeah, very excited to go and do an episode on it as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, pencil this one in for February, guys. All right, but something else that I'm really excited for is what we're going to be watching next week. My Christmas present to you, which is kind of also a Christmas present from John to me to give to you. It's kind of like a secondhand gift. <laughs> okay. Are you, are, are you re-gifting on this podcast? <laughs> I'm, I'm re-gifting this one because you had shown me the trailer for this. And within 20 seconds of it, I was like, all right, that's my Christmas movie for this year. <laughs> I'm out. I, so y'all, y'all obviously know what it's going to be. But I don't want to announce it to the audience because it's going to kind of be a gift for them also. It's gonna be a wild one. Knowing what it is, I'm, I'm, I think it's gonna be better than my pick, and I haven't even seen it. And it's for one simple reason, but we'll leave the listeners uh, on their toes. We won't tell them just yet. Yeah, we're definitely doing an off the beaten track <laughs> Christmas this year. I will say, Dan, for myself too, it was about twenty seconds where I was like, "Turn it off. I don't want to know anymore. This needs to to get." Going completely blind and unknown to whatever kind of hijinks we're going to get into. So it's going to be another movie where we have nothing to talk about before the movie so we don't know anything about it. Fun. Except how much we're going to probably enjoy it <laughs> as we did Violent Night. Just based off the cast. Michael Shannon alone. I'm sold. I think we are all in for a very Merry Christmas this month. And I'm excited that we are... Uh, going to be jingling these bells together you and me both and that's going to holly jolly do it for this fucking episode so if you want to follow along on our christmas present unwrapping of movies that are fucking christmas movies but are fucking weird be sure to follow us on instagram tiktok and twitter at th cinema podcast give us a christmas present of giving us five stars on spotify Apple, wherever else you can listen to this too. Uh, that'll work. Nice. <laughs> All right, and that's going to wrap this week. So if you see three people walking into the movie theater elevator very, very awkwardly because we're very, very, very high and there was other people walking out the door at the same time <laughs> and it made things very pressure-filled, but, but it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> come, come over and say hi that might just be us <laughs> okay bye <laughs> bye merry slashmish to all and to all a good night walked out the door you almost tripped on the person sitting on the ground okay i don't feel bad for that person because the worst spot to sit in that tiny little area yeah i'm just gonna sit i'm gonna be the doorstop that sounds great okay i just want to say there's an old mitch hedberg joke that says if you are flammable and have legs you are never blocking a fire exit she was blocking a fire exit and she had goddamn legs I imagine she probably felt just as awkward as you did. Her face said it all. Oh, oh my apologies. Oh, but I did a whole spin move like a little running back. Did a whole flip around. Did you see her there? She's like a rat. She just disappeared into the darkness. She had to bail from the awkwardness.
<laughs> okay. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. that we had to redo oh god <laughs> we would just have to pretend like we hadn't seen the movie do the front and back on that the after that was so hard but we nailed it we did nobody knew we've gotten better we've mm. learned from past mistakes nobody knew until bits and chips 2022 <laughs> 2023 coming soon